Wachowskis. Oh, the Wachowski. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. So you want to continue with that? Well, I just uh, wanted to round it up and uh, to say that, yeah, I generally enjoy their films. So, yeah, the other one, the most recent one, so Cloud Atlas, right, came after Speed Racer. but And then the most recent film was uh, something called Jupiter Ascending, which I thought was pretty fun. I mean, I enjoy the movies. What can I say? Uh, and there's a series. They actually have a series on Netflix right now that they created with uh, J. Michael Straczynski, whose name you might recognize. Or me, you may not. I'm not sure. Um, do you remember who J. Michael Straczynski is? Uh, vaguely. He's the one who created Babylon Five. Oh yes, 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 Babylon. Yes. So they, uh, so 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 the Matrix creators and Babylon Five creators have a show called uh, Sensate, which is capital S E N S E and the number eight, all smushed together as one word. And uh, let's see, they are they're. It is currently in production, so that's happening, and that's on Netflix right now. I can't watch it because I don't have Netflix, but eventually I'll be able to see it. So, have you ever heard of a series of unfortunate events? Yes, I've actually seen the uh, I've seen the original adaptation of uh, film adaptation of it with Jim Carrey. I actually own it now. That I think about it. It's now a se- it's now a TV show now, and they just have uh, season one. Yeah, I saw the ads for that. I kind of want to see that. Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris, uh, Patrick Walberton, and Melina Wiseman. Oh, yeah, Patrick Warburton. I believe he was the tick. Yes, the tick. Yep. I never got into the tick. I don't know why. You think it's because it's like a bug thing? I don't know. I mean, I, I uh, had friends that were into the cartoon. I wasn't watching television around the time that it was first on, so I kind of missed it. I believe I could probably watch it. I think it's on Amazon. Uh, I think it might be included in Prime, actually. I might have to, to check it out. Cause, uh, I remember it being a cartoon series back in the 90s, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. Had, like, the, um, he was like the tick, like the big blue tick, I think, right? right? Oh, yeah, he's a big, suit. big blue guy, yeah. Yeah, and he had like that, yeah. that moth guy right yeah i think his name is arthur arthur yeah that's what i think i'm not sure well yeah, oh, i remember so watching a few episodes of that but as i said never really got into it so we yeah. we kind of went off on an interesting rant uh but we're gonna start the, we're gonna kick the show off like we normally do and uh you're listening to another very crazy episode of the anti-social show i'm hunter block i'm tyson zaner so we we were talking about movies. That's our normal. That's our normal kick. That's what we do. That's what, what? we love. So, in mm. the spirit of that, I just want to remind all of our listeners out there that uh, this month on the twenty seventh, the final chapter of Resident Evil is coming out. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, the wait, the Resident Evil movie? Yes, sir. 
Okay, because I, I think Resident Evil 7, the game, is coming out as well. Ah, yes, yes. I think it is, too. Um, I'm not sure for, I mean, uh, for what format. I don't know if it's for Xbox or PlayStation or both. Is it the sixth Resident Evil film? Uh, yeah. And what's it called? I think it's called... Um, hold on, i got to check that myself. All right. Here, and meanwhile... Hmm, that's okay. Well, so the Resident Evil uh, 7, the game, is called Biohazard. It's Resident Evil, actually, it's Resident Evil 7, colon, Biohazard. And it is available for Microsoft Windows, for PlayStation 4, and for Xbox One. Its release date, ooh, uh, January 23rd, 2017. So that's, like, right around the corner. That's, what, Tuesday? Uh, Resident Evil 6, the final chapter. Monday, Monday. Yes, oh, Resident Evil Six. Yeah, Monday, the final chapter. Hey. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you think it's going to be the final chapter, um, uh, or because these movies classically perform really well? So I mean, it's if I think it's only personally, I think I'll say it's only final if if it doesn't do well, which is uh, it's almost guaranteed to do well because it has built an audience. So. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. it's literally. They have these movies make. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. Go ahead. No, it's all right. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say these movies make stupid amounts of money. I mean, I, I do like them a great deal, but they're they're classically very, uh, very successful. I mean, the first one, uh, you, you know what it takes uh, for a movie to be considered a, a major success, right? Well, it's got to be the like a box office hit, and it's got to be like make like millions of dollars. It's got to be it's got to make more money than what it took to make it, right? At least that, yeah. yeah. Well, it actually, the reason what I learned was it has to make three times its budget. Really? I learned that I learned that from uh, from Kevin Smith talking about Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back because it was it was a box office success because it 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 only made thirty million dollars but it only took ten million dollars to make it so it tripled its budget and that's that's what it takes. I, I mean it can you know it can uh, come in short of the three goal it can do two and usually be considered what they call modest success but in order to in order to do really well, it has to uh, make at least three times or really close to it, depending. Like, for example, uh, Resident Evil 1 um, was made for – how much would you say that movie was made for? Resident Evil 1? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is 2002, by the way, I believe. How much was? Yes. It, how much did it make or how much did it uh, go – like, how much did it cost to make? Cost to make. Uh, probably like – all right, this is going to be like a crazy answer, but let's say 50. Fifty million? That's not a bad guess, actually. It was thirty-five million. Really? So, in, yeah. So, in order to be a uh, a major success, it has to, or at least to, it has to start at three times that. So, one hundred and five million dollars. Do you know what it's uh, what it what it made? Uh, no. It made one hundred and two point four, which is really friggin' close. So it's still considered a box office success because it almost tripled it. But considering its initial investment was thirty five, it almost tripled it. So that's that's pretty good for just that one. Yeah, that makes that would make sense because when the first Resident Evil movie came out, the the games were still popular, and now they're coming out with uh, now they're coming out with the final chapter. They say, but Resident Evil Seven, the game, is coming out. So I think I think you might be right. I think if they make like a, a stupid amount of money off this thing. I think it could be like a well, maybe not so much with the original character, which is Mila jo- Jovovich. I can never pronounce her last name. I believe it's Jovovich, but yeah, 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 it's fine. 
So maybe they'll do something else, but with Resident Evil. You know what I'm saying? Like, not necessarily what they've been doing, but, like, maybe a completely different franchise or, or a spinoff, maybe. you know? Sure. Maybe, uh, you know, it'd be fun is if they did a Dead Rising film. Oh, uh, that would be badass. Although, now that I think about it. <laughs> How about a Left for Dead? Oh, um... Yeah, well, that'd be exciting. That's uh, that's the thing. That's the strength of Left 4 Dead is that it's uh, it's really kind of fast. It's slow and then it's fast paced and then it's slow again and fast paced and sort of keeps an, an element of tension. I suppose they could do that. I mean, I think they've, they've probably done it in, in zombie movies that I haven't seen. Uh, uh, dead. There's a Dead Rising Four actually. So I mean, I would like to see a Dead Rising movie actually. I mean, yeah, well, it's funny. I said that I would like to, but then I thought about it. I'm like, well, they do have cutscenes, and well, basically, if they could maybe adapt the story. But I mean, a large part of what makes that game fun is is just bashing the fuck out of zombies and making, uh, you know, and, and and picking up anything and using it as a weapon. Right, like a like a like a golf club. Yeah, and then encountering people. Oh, gone- bitch. Right, right, and then encountering people who've gone nuts, and also the first game, if you recall, had a uh, picture taking, um, had a had a photography, uh, like a mini game essentially, and, and well, it was another way of getting experience points or what they call prestige points in the series. I think they, I think that might be in um, Dead Rising Four. Oh, good. Well, I mean, he's certain the character's back. That's that's one of the things that Dead Rising Four is uh, is uh, one of the selling points of Dead Rising Four. I imagine is Frank West is back. Yes, and, Frank uh, West is badass. Frank West is pretty cool. He's uh, the—I mean, he's a dork, but he's cool. You know? He's a cool he, dork, though. He, yeah, yeah, he's a great zombie killer. Oh, so Resident Evil Apocalypse, right? The second one. Yes. Compared to the first one, the first one was thirty-five million. Do you imagine that that costs more to make that second one, or or less? Well, I think that if the first one was thirty-five million. And it was it was uh, a, such a success. I would probably would would imagine that they wanted to, you know, do more for the film and and add more special effects. So I'm probably going to say it would probably went for a lot more to make. So how much more do you think? Would you would you would you put that one at fifty million or? Yeah, about? I would I would definitely put that one at maybe fifty million or a bit little higher. See, I would too. The the amazing thing is it only was ten million more. It was made for $45 million. Really? Yes, and so so three times that. So that's uh, that's 120 plus 15, so 135. So it would have to make $135 million to make three times. How much do you think it made? I want to say 160. It's not bad. It actually did come in just under, again, at $129.3 million. But wow. still... Still very, you know, very close to three times, which, you know, at that point, it's like, well, and by the way, this movie also had uh, an actor known as Zach Ward in it. Uh, You might recall, uh, did you ever see the movie The Christmas Story? Ah, The Christmas Story. Or A A Christmas Story, rather. I'm sorry. I think I did. Is that that the, is that the one with the, is that the one with the little K with the the Red Rider? BB Gun? BB Gun. That's the one. Ah, okay, yes, that yeah. I did. So Zach Ward plays Scott Farkas in that. That's the uh, that's the bully with the raccoon cap and yellow eyes. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid, all the kids were afraid of. Yeah, uh-huh. Scott Farkas. He had yellow eyes. Yellow eyes. Yellow yeah. Eyes. So that so that actor, he is in um, he is in uh, Apocalypse. <laughs> I was gonna say Apocalypse. Now he is in Resident Evil Apocalypse and. 
Uh, that's cool. He's still acting. Actually, I believe he follows me on Twitter, and hopefully he still will. I, I don't know why he does, but I'm happy that he does. So that's cool. Um, which character did he play in Resident Evil Apocalypse? He played Nikolai. Oh, Sergeant Nikolai. Yeah, he's one of Carlos's uh, yep. friends. He's like, save he's, the girl, I got this bitch, and then the dog comes and like fucks his shit up, yep. You know what's funny about the uh, the movies and the video games, um, to me at least, is uh, how, like, they put, okay, so they put Odin Fair in, in the second film, and he's playing Carlos, right? And mm-hmm. and they, well, that's the other thing, no, wait, let me let me back up. So, okay. they, put, they, they, they actually put Jill Valentine in, you know, they take a character from the actual games this time, and they put one in the film, right? Right, correct. That's so Valentine, and then and then you go and then you meet, you meet Odin Fair, and for a bit there you're like, oh, this is going to be uh, you know Chris Redfield or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And no, 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 it's not. It's just another character. In fact, they introduced just a whole bunch of other characters that aren't in the games. Nobody seems to, you know. Well, I'm sure some people care, but I mean, then they keep doing that. They keep peppering like characters from the games in here and there without ever like. Um, you know, like it took them, I think, six movies to put most of the main characters in there, and they still haven't done like I think, I think uh, Hank or Honk is one of them. Yeah, uh, they didn't him yet, but they did. They did the they did the Redfields. Yep, yeah, both both Redfields. They did. Um, they did uh, Jill Valentine, of course. They did. Um, um, I always uh, they did. Um, I'm always forgetting this guy's name for some reason. Is it the one from the best the best of the games so far, in my opinion, Resident Evil 4? Yeah. Uh, Leon Kennedy. Yes, Leon S. Kennedy. Yeah, he, he eventually is in that one as well. And uh, they did Ada Wong. That's right, they finally did Ada Wong. Yep. And they even gave her the uh, the flip thing that she does, mm-hmm. I believe. You know what's weird about base. the movies, though? What's that? Well, if you look at... You've seen all six movies, right? So... <clears throat> Uh, I, 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 they think they're only five right now. There's there's six okay, coming out, but I've seen. Yeah, yeah, five. Yeah, yes, yeah, so I've seen, seen yes, all five movies, right? Yes, actually, we watched them for the uh, back for the last October's 31 Days of Doom, 31 Days of Boobies. That's right, you did. Check it out on Instagram, people. Anyway, so that's our evening. So, our, yeah, so they did five movies, and they introduced certain characters from the video games, right? But you notice how Alice is not in the video games, right? Yes. Yes. And I don't think neither is the Red Queen nor the White Queen, right? Um, I think the Red Queen is. It, okay. Oh, in the video games. No, there, oh, no, no. There's sorry, no, not be, in the video games. Because I never played all the games, you know? Only did I, yeah. So, so that's yeah, not no. Yeah, I started with four because I didn't have. Um, let's see, the first one came out on I think PlayStation. A PlayStation was it? Uh, but the yeah. first game came out PlayStation original. Yeah, so I didn't have one of those. The two came out on that, and also I think the Nintendo GameCube, which I also did not have one of those. I never had a GameCube uh, either. I did eventually, but much later as an as a as a, an adult, my wife and I it was our first game console we got back in two thousand. Three, I think it was three or two thousand four ish. So that's how I got to play four, and that was like you know, I played four, five, and six at this point. But anyway, so yeah, Alice and the Red Queen characters aren't yeah, the, a lot of characters that, that aren't in the, uh, they don't cross over much. No, I think there. I think for some reason there's like some type of like, do you think like 
there's like an affiliation between the Resident Evil movies and Alice in Wonderland? Oh, well, there definitely is. I mean, they, they talk about in the first film, they, they mentioned uh, uh, the commentary is done with um, the director one of the, I don't remember, one of the other people, and both um, Mila Jovovich and uh, Michelle Rodriguez, and they talk about how there were, uh, the first Resident Evil film was supposed to have a bunch of parallels to Alice in Wonderland, like Alice is Alice, and then like the one guy who uh, who uh, is kind of like, you're not sure who he is, mm-hmm. uh, um, because he, he don't know his cover story, and he's got his hands behind, you know, tied behind his back for, you know, half the movie. He's supposed to be like the Cheshire Cat, and then there's the the tech guy who who's always like we got to get moving we got to get moving like that's supposed to be the white rabbit because he's concerned with time all these oh, little things okay so like but there was apparently it was apparently supposed to be a little more on the nose at one point but they just sort of like they didn't uh, they didn't hit it too hard but but uh, yeah Mila talks about that on the on the commentary I thought that was pretty cool actually or maybe Michelle does I know they one of them brings it up, but they do talk about it a little bit. See, that's what I gotta and, do. I gotta, like, watch the, um, that's the one thing I've, I made the, I mean, I've made the connections, mm-hmm. but I've never actually watched, like, the, the commentary for, for that particular franchise, and I love watching commentaries, like, when I'm watching movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm gonna have to, uh, just, like, pick a night and just watch the first one and definitely, like, watch the commentaries. Yeah, they're worth it. I mean, if you like commentaries, which I do. Oh, absolutely, I absolutely do. In fact, there's um for um George Romero's Day of the Dead. Yeah, is that the third one? Yeah, the trilogy? Right, yeah, Day of the Dead. Oh, Day of the Dead. Yeah. Yep. Nineteen eighty-three, I think. That's wrong. Two separate commentaries. There's one with um the the female actress. I forget her name now. And George Romero. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And then there's another completely separate um, commentary, and I don't know what his affiliation is with the movie, if anything, but he's basically doing a commentary in the movie, and, and I thought his was way more entertaining. It was definitely funnier than than a lot of commentaries I've seen in horror movies. Okay. Because there's, there's, so- there's this one scene when the, uh, the, the scientists are having a meeting with... Um, with basically like the military guys and the guy that's in charge now of the, of like the whole like underground, like, you know, compound where they're doing like these experiments to try to find out why the zombie virus outbroke or whatever. Um, Mm. he's like, you guys are just jerking off. You know, we shouldn't be here. We need to get the fuck out of here. You're just wasting our time. And then, you know, the, the, the female, uh, doctor, she's like, you know, we need to have some time here to figure this shit out. And then, you know, Doctor Frankenstein's like, that's that's well, his real name is Doctor Logan, but everyone calls him Doctor Frankenstein. So, oh yeah, Doctor Matthew Frankenstein Logan, yeah. Yes. So he's like, I can give you, I can give you, uh, I can give you, uh, you know, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, results in like a week or two, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. So, and then she's like, I don't think it's going to, like, I don't think we can say how uh, how long anything is going to take. So the guy doing the commentary is like, so basically Dr. Logan is basically telling them what they want to hear so that they can survive, and she's just fucking it up. Right. Yes, that movie, I've seen that a few times, but it's been a long time since the last time I saw it. So is Laurie Cardill? Cardill? Yes, that's the one. Cardill? As Dr. Sarah Bowman? Yep. 
Yeah, a great, strong female character in movies. I liked her in that. Oh, absolutely. She's, she's pretty badass. That's, so, you know, that, that's why I think Resident Evil... Uh, I think that's why Resident Evil, those movies, work so well. It's because the, 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 the leading role is a female character. And it's like something <laughs> new, you know? It's not like... Like a dude walking around, or you know, kicking ass, or whatever. It's it's, it's a female character, and she's badass. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I, I certainly enjoy uh, female action stars. Um, I I mean, I'm fine with guy action stars, but they just sort of set the table for me to enjoy action as a thing. And now that they're bringing in more females, it's it's like uh, it's just fun to watch. Like um, like Zoe Zoe Bell doing her thing um for uh, Uma Thurman and Kill Bill. You know? Oh, absolutely, that, yeah. Fantastic. Oh, so so. Oh, and, so and check Kill this. Bill's another oh. fantastic franchise. You know, two movie, uh, two movie, or, you know, two movies, but definitely awesome. You know, it's funny. I think I've only still only ever seen the first of those. I need to see the second one. Oh, I've seen dude, actually. It's not, fucking I've, awesome. Like it, the the I've whole movie is like definitely action packed. Actually, I think about it. I've seen well. Yeah, I've seen half of the second one, but uh, but I haven't finished it. I definitely did finish the uh, the first one. That was pretty fun. So, by the way, speaking of uh, Day of the Dead and whatnot and those movies, um, so Day of the Dead, how much do you – that movie came out in 1985. How, what do you think its budget was? Uh, for Dawn of the Dead? For Day of the Dead. Oh, Day of the Dead. Yeah, my bad. That's well, right. Day of the Dead is an indies film. I probably want to say nineteen to twenty million. Yeah. Okay. Would it surprise you to know that, that movie was made for three point five million dollars? Wow. I think I knew that at one point, but that I for that just went out of my head. But that was that's real low. It's pretty amazing. So, how much would it have to make in order to be three times its budget? I want to say so be, three times. Yeah, three times three point five would be would be ten point five million. I was so, gonna say about ten point. Yeah. Yeah. So how much do you think it made? Well, if it's three million and it's gotta it's gotta make uh, what three times? It's only gotta make three times. Yeah. In order to be considered, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only it's only has to make three times its budget. So what's the answer? <laughs> it made thirty four million dollars. Really. It was a, it was a huge success as far as how much it was made for, so that's really good. Well, yeah, because you know, during that particular time, you know, zombie movies were uh, pretty hot. So I would imagine, oh, and, like, and it was it was you know the the not only I mean we we talked about this before it was like the the dawn of the slasher movie and of the horror genre it was like that's when it was like really hot you know. Oh yeah, zombie films were yeah they're doing really. And by the way, there's a Greg Greg Nicotero is in that film, and also uh, I think worked on it. Yep, no, he, he was uh, he was in the film and he was he did the makeup. He was one of the soldiers. That's right, and he of course is still making zombies for what major series right now? The Walking Dead. Yes, indeed. Oh, and I'm reading here now. Apparently, Bub the Zombie makes a cameo appearance in the Rocket Walking Dead. So I've got to look for that. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's weird. So that that's almost like a. I mean, that, that's. I wonder if that means the Walking Dead crosses over. That's that's kind of kind of meta. Now that would be badass. That's like a, the Tommy Westfall universe or something. Uh huh. So let's see here. Oh, by the way, so Resident <clears throat> Evil Extinction. Okay. Okay. So it was made for forty-five million dollars. 
So that's pretty good. It's about the same as the previous film, right? Right. So, so it has to make 135 million in order to uh, be three three times. Uh, guess how much it made? Mm. All right. So it has to make 135, right? Probably made way well beyond that. Okay. So maybe. maybe all right. I'm just gonna throw a figure out there. I'm gonna say 160. It's a pretty good guess. It actually came in at 147.7 million. So it definitely it went over. It hit over its three times mark. So this is the first one to come in over is that third one. Nice. That's nice. that's pretty good. And that was the introduction to the White Queen too. Oh yeah, the White Queen was in that one. Mm-hmm. That's right. So was Afterlife the next one, or was it the was it uh, Retribution? I think it was Afterlife. It was Afterlife. Yep. Okay. So so Afterlife. So Afterlife was was uh, that was uh, you know out of all the out of all the Resident Evil movies that that one started off as a slower pace. There wasn't a whole lot of action in that one. But in Afterlife, yeah, a little bit. That was also the introduction to that big tall guy that no one knows where he came from with the the big old axe and shit. Oh, I know where that guy came from. Uh, oh, do you? <laughs> kind of. Well, I mean, it's 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 uh, it, he's very much like a type, an enemy type in Resident Evil Five, the game, because there's these big sack-headed, axe-wielding motherfuckers in that. Yes. Yeah, and that's the, the yeah. So that's in the video game, and but uh, so that's interesting. Yeah, they had a had a crossover with the uh, with, a, with the an enemy type. I don't know what else to call it, but it's like it's almost a boss. Because did you did you say you played Resident Evil Four? I did not, not play Four. Four is available, by the way. On uh, they just remastered it again, so you could pick it up on your. Do you have a? Are you a PlayStation Four or an Xbox person? Uh, actually, I I got the uh, Xbox 360 and uh, PlayStation Four. So PlayStation Four right now. Well, you could either get a, the remastered version on the PlayStation Four, or you could get a perfectly good remastered version, cheaper on the Xbox 360. That is just as uh, just as good, and probably uh, it. I don't know that there's that much of an improvement. I mean, I am. Don't get me wrong. I am tempted to buy this game again on the Xbox One because uh, I have bought it uh, multiple times, uh, depending on whatever console I had it for. Because uh, once I did eventually get a PlayStation Two, I got I played it. So I had played it on the GameCube. I played it on the PlayStation Two, and it had extra content. That was cool. And extra game modes and whatnot. Um, and I believe both of those modes are uh, released on the Xbox 360 version. And I, I don't know much cleaner or nicer they can make it looks uh, for the Xbox One, but you know, I don't want <laughs> uh, I don't know what I was going to say there. I don't know how much cleaner they can make it, uh, cleaner or more high def they can make it look, but um, maybe it's possible. I would say go for the remastered for uh, PlayStation 4. Sure, why not? I think it's probably only around I, I, I can't imagine it costs more than 20 um, although, you know, it could, it could be 40, I don't know. Um, but it's it's sat pretty squarely around uh, twenty dollars every time they re-release it. So well, let's see here, Resident Evil Four PS4 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 PS4. Okay, right now Resident Evil Four remastered gameplay is. For PlayStation 4, it is yeah, so it's only 20 bucks on the on the PS4. That's not bad. 
No, it's not bad at all, considering how expensive games are uh, usually are these days. Oh yeah, well see, I have a very, uh, I have like a uh, like a, uh, how do I describe it? Okay, okay. So this is this is what I do. Okay, kind of like my plans. Yeah. yeah. A game comes out, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, like the more hardcore gamers, they they don't keep games for the most part, you know. No. No, no, no. They don't keep them. Nah. I mean. A lot of them do, I'm sure, but they tend to beat them and then give them back to to GameStop, you know? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah so I, I hear you. When enough of them beat this, like, you know, a particular game, it goes down in price. So that's when I jump on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get them used, please. Yeah. I wait. Do whatever you can. That, that's what I do, too. In fact, there are games that, uh, that I have, you know, I have to wait. I'm still waiting for, but I just can't think of what they are at the moment. Like, um... I lucked out. They they released Sunset Overdrive um, for um, the Xbox One. They did it. They released it for free uh, a few months back. So um, it's one of the benefits of having an Xbox Live account. Um, but like I, you know, that they're still charging thirty to forty dollars for a copy of that game, and uh, you know, it's fun. It's it was one of, I, I really thought looked fun and really wanted to play. So I was very happy that it uh, became available. Um, because, yeah, I don't have... I, I very rarely spend full price on a game. Oh, so do I. Like, there's only, like... Because um, I have, like, tons and tons of games behind me. There's only... Uh, I can name, like, three of them that we paid full price for. We paid full price for, I think... Um, I want to say... Um, the Evil Within. Oh, yeah, I haven't played that yet. Yep, we paid full price... Uh, that's a good one, by the way. You'll enjoy that. Um, oh, yeah. I think we paid full price for I want to say Dying Light, which oh, is yeah, another that's good one. And, and the the sequel came out not too long ago. And we paid full price for Mortal Kombat X. Yeah, Mortal Kombat X is another one I want to play eventually. And believe you know me, what? that's the one you want to get because Mortal Kombat X has the um, has the uh, what do they call that thing on the the package or what do they call that thing online? The bundle. The bundle, yes. The bundle comes with. Um, Jason Voorhees, Leatherface, and uh, the Predator and the Alien. So you could do like a whole like Predator versus Alien thing right on Mortal Kombat X. It's it's fucking awesome. You know, I was hoping they would do that with games eventually because I always wanted to see these monsters fight each other in ever since Mortal Kombat was a thing. So that's that, that's pretty much West fulfillment. Thank you, Universe. Absolutely, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because those are the characters that I normally play with. So when I, you know, get them to fucking fight and shit, and they're just like, ah, you know, bad ass. Yeah, you know, it's missing. There's um, <clears throat> Pinhead from Hellraiser. Ah, you want to see Pinhead from Hellraiser, huh? Well, I would see. I, I would like to see that with the with the if he does like his like I think like um um. His, uh, what, should, what do you call that thing at the the very end when you, uh, f- fatality, right? Okay, or finishing moves, but yeah, fatality, sure. Yes. Yeah. His fatality could be like those black chains and hooks that come out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, finish him! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then the chains come down and just like, start ripping people just, apart and shit. Now, that would be a good just, idea. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I mean the game has gotten pretty violent as it is. So I mean the game always was violent. It's only it's only gotten more violent except for the Superman versus uh, sorry the um, except for the Mortal Kombat versus DC universe. I love that that version. I got that version. I love that version. No, it's 
fun. It's just it's to, it's the violence is toned down. <clears throat> yeah. So wow. Yeah, I'm looking at the um, yeah alien. Oh, but Raito's back. That's cool. Uh, so yeah, Leatherface, Freddy. We have to Sorry, uh, tone down the violence. There's been too much violence, everybody. Too much violence. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I mean, we'll see. So yeah, the ultimate. So the uh, bundle has all of the characters, huh? Uh, yeah. The 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 well, the bundle. If you look at Mortal Kombat X, it has um your traditional characters, and then. If you go all the way over to the left and then all the way over to the right, those are um, two separate added bundles that you can get with um, uh, the, of course, with the right side, it has all the Mortal Kombat uh, characters that you can buy. I think now it's for free, so. In the beginning of that game, um, I thought, I think you could, if you pre-ordered it, you got those bundles for free, and then if you didn't pre-order it, if you bought it out of the store, you had to purchase those bundles, but now I think... With an update, they uh, they automatically just give you those uh, characters. You don't even have to buy them anymore. That's cool. Do you remember um, when Mortal Kombat um, came out in um, arcades or in you know? Were you? I want to say probably the early nineties. Yeah, I mean, but do you uh, do you do you oh, have, do I remember? Do you remember oh, when no, it yeah. happened? Yeah, like, me and my like, brother, man, we like, were up in the arcades like almost every day after school playing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Yeah, so it was. It came out the year I graduated, 1992, and um, I, I had a job that year right out of high school. I worked at a pizza place. Uh, do you guys have round table out there? Uh, we do not. Okay, so it's a pizza chain, and um, we uh, I would roll dough in the morning, basically prepare the 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 pizza skins basically for for throughout the day. And we had, there was a small arcade alcove that had a couple of games and a pinball machine or two. And um, they got a Mortal, they had a Mortal Kombat machine, and that thing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that thing has so many buttons on it. I don't know if I ever played it much in the arcade. I, I did try much later in college because there were certainly more fighting games I was exposed to. Like Samurai Showdown is one I had a lot of fun with. Um, but then, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I played any. I don't think I played two in the arcade or three. But I would play Ultimate at home on the computer. <clears throat> I tried that for a while. I'll tell you one thing, man. Pinball machines back in the day were like, the, like <clears throat> the coolest game like you could play. You know, as far as like, like arcade games were concerned. I mean, there was a lot oh, of yeah, I was arcade a big fan games. Of don't get me wrong, but I do remember that one arcade game though was was for me was Mortal Kombat, and it took many of my quarters from my pocket. But the awesome thing about that was is that eventually it did come over to Sega Genesis. And you could actually play it at home, and and that was like the the like the the grandest moment is when you can actually sit in your house and play Mortal Kombat for like hours upon hours. Sure. Um, let's also, see. also too, not to cut You're you right. off though. No, that's right. Also too though, because of the uh, the generation you know that that birthed the gaming consoles was also the end of the arcade era, so to speak, because there's not too many arcade arcades around, per se, you know? True, not really. I mean, there are specific places that they combine arcade into, like, a dining experience. Um, there's, a, there's a great retro arcade in, uh, in Oregon. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Ground Control, with a K, and it's got... Um, 
It's got a bunch. Of, it's got an upstairs and a downstairs, filled with both pinball and also uh, light gun games and uh, some classic arcade games. Pretty cool. Well, that's pretty badass. Uh, let's There's see actually here. a place in Maryland called Funland. I think it's called Funland. Yeah, Funland. I think. Yeah. That has um, it has a miniature golf course attached to it, but inside has uh, like the arcades. Like you know, you go there, you you, you play, and you get tickets and stuff. So it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And you can win prizes. There's a place in New Jersey. I can't remember what it's called right now, but I believe I uh, – see, I won something. It might have been a uh, – this was like a long time ago, back when I had um, the other podcast, um, the uh, uh, the Smart Coast Morning Show. Oof. And uh, I wish I could remember what that what that uh, arcade is called, but it's it's there. And uh, I, I won a um, some I don't know if it's a membership or some kind of thing, but I couldn't you know I don't live over there, so I donated it to um, somebody. I think we have a we had a listener of um, of Smod Coast Morning Show whose name escapes me. Let's see if I can figure this out real quick here. Do you remember what town it was in? No, uh, this, it's funny because when I started talking about this, I was like almost positive I'd be able to remember this stuff. But uh, oh, oh, okay, okay. So we had a uh, so we had a, a guy who uh, we actually had on our show uh, on the Smart Chris Morning Show. His name was Ron Cafferty, and uh, he knew somebody who uh, could use the membership. I think they had kids, a bunch of kids or something. I'm not sure exactly what it was. So I, I just uh, I contacted the people at, uh, at Yesterkades. Yesterkades of Somerville, Somerville. and they uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully she she ended up getting um, that membership. I'm sure she did, but I mean, I, I I never really heard anything after that. It was like, you know, this is almost six, this is like six years ago now. So, but yeah, Yesterkades, it's called. In fact, I'm going to send you the uh, Facebook page for it, and you'll be able to look at that. Are they uh, are they still around? I'm not sure. Uh, let's see here. That'd be pretty badass. <clears throat> Still around. There is it. I think it was the Flying Saucers. Um, it's one of the first uh, sample mashup type audio things. It was the Flying Saucers come and it's like Flying Saucers have been seen over you know over skies and then it cuts to like, a famous um, a famous song for a few seconds that's commenting on it. Like you know the aliens reportedly said. I hear you knocking, but I can't come in. And then it cuts to, it just keeps playing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, but it sounds funny. Before we sign off and everything like that, I want to, I want to kind of end it with a, um, a recording that I have, sort of speak about Donald Trump, uh, in a different voice, of course, thanking people for getting him into office, if I may. It's kind of funny. Let's say, you want to, who are you thinking for, for what? Okay. Mm-hmm. Before we sign off, I want to play this this little audio clip, okay? Oh, okay. It's it's basically a different voice, but it's it's kind of like Donald Trump thanking people for, you know, getting him into, I guess, uh, you know, the, the presidency, I guess. Okay. So I'm going to play this for you and then um, see if you can figure out who this sounds like. Okay? Okay. Okay. You ready? Mm hmm. Okay. 
So, for Tyson and for all of you out there, this is a message from your new Fuhrer, Donald Trump. <clears throat> so, you just witnessed my inauguration. Well, I just want to let you know to all the Americans who supported me, good for you, and all who opposed me, my enemies, who lost so badly. <laughs> we are going to make America great again, but not for you. No, no, not for you. Now is the time to hail me as your 45th president. <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> now, who do you suppose that character sounds like? Well, I had I had earlier in it I thought one, and then about halfway through I switched to the other. So initially, okay, I thought maybe Skeletor. Okay. And but as I listened to it more, I'm guessing it was the Joker. That's correct, the Joker. Ding ding yep. ding. That's right. That was good. That's so like when Mark Hamill did that. That that was uh, that was a that was a pretty good Joker. Was that you? That was me. No, or was that the Joker? No, no, that that was the Joker. But that was the 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 that was me doing the Joker voice. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, you just heard that 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 wonderful uh, thank you from the President Fuhrer, Donald Trump. Um, <clears throat> trying to stay away from Donald Trump because you know in the next four years we're we're all going to need a place to escape the everyday shitty shittiness that we are now in, and and this podcast, this show, is, is one of those places that you can get lost in and uh, enjoy the awesomeness, the epicness, and. The unscripted canniness that is the antisocial show. So, until next time, everybody. Be decent to each other. Yes. Definitely be decent to each other. And let's get by the next four years. Adios, everybody. Good night. Have a good time, folks.